0: Coming down. i never it on the ground. I'm not down.
1: I want go higher, higher, higher
0: than that. Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood hessian host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm glad you're here. We have Alyssa Bartenbach back today. We're gonna dive into the section of Dare to Lead that focuses on trust. And as you listen and as you think about this topic for your own life and career, know this, if you want to take a deeper dive into all of the content from Dare to Lead, we have a virtual session coming up in July. It will be four Fridays in July, July 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. These are four-hour sessions that Alyssa is going to lead, and she is a... Certified Facilitator by Brene Brown herself. She's the expert in this content, and we would love to have you join us. In addition to the class, you'll be put into a community group within the Badass Women's Council community where you can continue the discussions, and you can continue to dive into this content to be a more courageous leader. So I hope you choose to do that. It'll be super fun. To learn more and to get registered, go to wethrive.live.com. Events, and you can get the information and get registered. Okay, here we go. So, we're going to talk about trust today and, and how it plays in with meaningful connection. I mean, in order to have connection, which is what we're about here at the Baddest Women's Council reflection and connection, you got to have trust. And trust is one of those words that can be airy, fairy, woo, like. It could mean very different things to very different, to many different people. And so we're going to put a little bit of structure around it. Not too much. We're going to still have a conversation like we always do. But when you learned about trust from Brene, tell us a little bit about the context of how it fits into
1: the bigger picture of what she teaches. Sure. 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 So I think trust, and one of the reasons why I think we should start there, is because this is honestly a tough topic. Like, you heard the word trust, kind of like we joked about last time with vulnerability. And you are probably sitting here thinking... You know, okay, I can right off the top of my head have a positive image that comes to mind of somebody I trust, or my brain's going straight to somebody who I do not Mm -hmm. trust. And trust can become a really hard conversation to have, especially in the workplace. Because, you know, Brene calls it like a gauzy topic. Like it's a hard one to really say, this is what trust is. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, and another thing I love about the work she does is it's all based around research, and the majority of the time, it's easier for us to say what something isn't versus what it is. Mm, so yeah. she comes a lot from the perspective of, like, instead of saying, like, well, what is trust? All of her research is she's asking questions about, like, what is what is not trust and getting those examples to help us learn what are the things that make a difference. Interesting. And so she does have a unique spin because she kind of has this acronym. It's called BRAVING. And she has this BRAVING inventory so that it's a really clear cut way that instead of sitting down, let's say I say, um, you know, maybe Rebecca, maybe you've been late to work three times and I'm realizing that I got to have a conversation with you about that. And instead I sit down to talk with you about how I don't trust you. And it's a pretty broad topic, I just just don't trust you, right? It's going to be much better off if I talk about the things specifically that are impacting why I don't trust you or what needs to happen in order for me to earn trust. Mm. And so we get specific with it. Uh, That's point number one that she does well. The other thing that's a great point to realize before we even jump in, because no matter what kind of acronym we can talk about, Building trust with someone, is only happens in a million tiny little mm-hmm. moments over time. Right, right, right. So it's hard
0: work. And anytime you're having an interaction, you're likely building or taking away trust by the way that you communicate or not communicating. Trust is in the air and happening all the time. It's about being intentional and building it intentionally yes. through
1: this spe- yes. so through these specifics, right? Yes. Yeah, love that. And, you know, this one for me, you know, is part of like, okay, if you're going to do the work, then you got to like do the work. And <laughs> so, you know, I got a situation in my life right now where I have someone, um, let's be honest, there's somebody I'm supposed to co-parent with. Mm-hmm. That's like somebody I need to trust, right? And we are in a situation where they're, is not trust, mm-hmm. and what is so great about this is it works at work, um, but it works in life. But now, now that I know what braving trust looks like, gosh, this isn't just about what somebody did to lose my trust. The games change now. Now I know what I need to do in order to own my part. Mm. You oh. know, and so, so okay, th- let's just pause
0: on that for a minute. Yeah. Let's just pause on that. Yeah. This is big because it's easy to want to point fingers. It's easy to point fingers, especially in this situation. You've been through a lot of hurt. And and, I've been through a divorce. Lots of our listeners have been through these kinds of challenging relationships. And it's so easy to want to point fingers. But what we have to do is pause and say, okay, the only thing I have control over, influence over is me and my choices. So now I gotta look at my part. And oh, that can be so hard.
1: It is. And I think as we talk through what these look like, like, there are going to be a few that you're like, okay, yeah, I can do that. That makes sense. I can say that. And then there's going to be a few that are like, oh, wow. Oh, I've hell no. Doing <laughs> that. Yeah, and I've been doing that. And that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, that's the one thing. Like, this is brave work, folks. This mm-hmm. is not... Um, you know, you know, a lot of times in the work we do in leadership development, it's called soft skills. Oh, please. And man, if I took anything away after this certification is being able to have a much better way to talk about how leadership is nothing soft. And this is a perfect example of reflection,
0: right? So the first step is we're going to do some reflection on what can we do.
1: Yes. To build trust. Yes. Yeah. And that is, you know, I spent a good amount of time blaming. Mm. And to tell you the truth, I had every reason to do it, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, I could have ran with that story probably as long as I wanted to. But the difference, especially as we walk through some of these today, and what's kind of helped me is, and again— high achieving women mm-hmm. that, you know, that's who we're talking to here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when things feel out of control, we are searching for something where we can say, okay, what can I do? What can I influence?
0: And I clean my closets when things feel really oh out of control. Oh do you?
1: Oh, yes. 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 Cause it's like, oh, look how neat. Okay. So that, that, that was my daughter's room Saturday. I'm supposed to be traveling for work. I haven't packed myself, but yet guess what I spent two hours doing organizing Shopkins. Does anybody know what those are? Describe those for our listeners. Okay, may so not know. shopkins are these little things for girls that are the tiniest little pieces, and they can be little lipsticks. Or my favorite one of hers, it's this little. Waffle, like it's not bigger than my thumbnail and has two little waffles that go into it. I mean, you complain if you have boys, and I complained about this at one point had Legos Legos, and you stepped on those, but there ain't nothing like a Shopkins. (laughs) Like, let me tell you, the lipstick she gets me every time. Yeah, but I found myself like, because you know what I needed in life? I needed my you know a four year old's room clean that was really going to get me because far because that in life. felt
0: like everything else in your life was a
1: little more together and I saw the before and after like mm-hmm. I accomplished something yeah I get it yeah I and you know it. what the other thing I don't know if you do this it was not on my because I had like a serious to do list it wasn't on there but I went down you put it on there right
0: <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. so you could check it off yeah yep. oh girl yep. I feel you yeah yeah <laughs> I just want to know was the room clean when you got home
1: well I, I don't I don't know was oh it, was it just happened right before you yeah. Came? yeah oh my yeah. You're going to have to report back.
0: Okay. We will see. I doubt it. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So keep going. So you feel like, as high achieving women, we have this need
1: and want to control. But, like I always say, we don't have nearly as much control as we think we do well, that's always hard about trust. You know I mean? Like somebody seriously broke my trust. And I'm not talking about once, and I'm not talking about little things. Like these are big Big, things and they've been consistently happening for two years. And there's a big part of me that thought, you know what? It's just always going to look like this. And there's nothing I can do. He's the one breaking the trust. And Mm -hmm. as we walk through some of these, you're going to realize that um, there's some things you can do in order to have some control in some situations where you feel like it's the other person. And then if you're honest with yourself, and that's part of doing this work too, right? Because we never want to be like, oh yeah, I do that. But if you're honest with yourself, you can see how maybe even unintentionally you've been hurting some trust with other people too mm. and, and start to change that. One of my favorite quotes
0: by Maya Angelou is when you know better, you do better. Yes. And so this is one of those moments where when you see it, Now it's up to you to decide, are you going to do it differently? And
1: let's talk about that. Like, as we go through these things, let's be transparent and give real life examples of some stuff because, I mean, that's what this work is all about, right? Like I always say, if I had to go through all this stuff just to tell my crappy story (laughs) so someone else would feel brave enough to tell theirs, (laughs) then I'm all in. Then let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So we are going to talk through braving. And the very first one, the B stands for boundaries. So another big word, right? We talk about boundaries Mm -hmm. and it's always great when we talk about setting them, but it's never so good when we talk about like other people setting them with us, right? With us, Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I really struggled with is how do I go about doing that? Because there's some people I feel like... I can be secure and strong, or if I really believe in the boundary I'm setting, I can communicate that pretty clearly. But even if I was doing a good job, I never felt like I was saying it in a way that even I believed it was okay for me to set the boundary. You know, <laughs> it was like ish. It had an ish boundary ish. It. ish. ish. Yeah. yeah. And so this is tough. And I also think it's something that as women, we struggle with a lot because we were a lot of us raised to do for others. And so like all of the others all and all of the them. neighbors and yes. the people at church and, and the school. And to be happy the, when you did it. Oh, smile. Yeah.
0: Girl. yeah.
1: Yeah. And setting a boundary is hard oh, yeah. stuff. And you know, what's even harder than setting it is... Is sticking with it, and then take that another level farther. Let's say you set the boundary. Let's say that somebody doesn't abide by it. Now what? Now what? Now what do you do? So yeah. this is not it, not easy stuff. And one of the things that she teaches, and I love honestly, Brene is so good at making things simple. Mm-hmm. Which I do love that about. Her I completely too. need. And so, she talks about boundaries are really simple. It is saying what's okay and what's not okay. But yet we overcomplicate the crap out of that. We we do until we learn that all you got to do is say what's okay and what's not okay. And let me give you an example of this. Okay. So moved into a new house with my kids about a year and a half ago now. And within about 24 hours of moving in, guess what I found out? Oh, no. I have the crazy old lady of the neighborhood that lives behind me. She's the one who wants to tell me about everything and complain about everything. And her newest rant since it was time to start mowing grass, which I'll just admit, I don't do. There's a lot of things I do, right? Cutting grass, it's not going to be one of them. It's Outsource. Just, I'm a it's, fan. It's, yes, Outsource. it's one thing I'm yes. not going to do. I'm not a fan of sweating. Yep. Just not. So there we go. All good. So the guy that I hired to, to do this apparently does not do the best job of cutting behind my fence, which is essentially her backyard. <laughs> so every time I step out to my backyard, which is like my place, right? I've got a little right. fireplace, pit, a little sanctuary. Uh, my kids' playground. So we go out there. I can sit under the umbrella. My hammock that I lay in and read, every time I go out, it's like she knows that back door is open and she comes out there to complain to me about it. And a few times I was polite, right? I was like raised to respect my elders. Right. And, you know, she reminds me of my grandma. Like, who am I to tell off my grandma? Like, and I came back from <laughs> Brene training. I step outside and there she is complaining. And I said, you know what's okay? To say, hi, how are you today? You know what's not okay? To complain to me about anything. <laughs> and I turned around and I went back inside. And you know what she said to me every day since? Hi. How, are, how you? are you? Let's review for a moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> boundaries are to say what's okay, okay and, and what's, what's not. not okay. You and, got it. And now you literally and figuratively have boundaries, both offense and expectations with yes. the neighbor lady of what's okay, which yes. is to greet me
1: and to not complain about yes. grass. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. that makes me happy. Right, right. And so I'm proving it can work, right? You're right. Like, even with a crazy person, it can, it can work. Yeah. Now, and I think everybody that's listening right now, like, they've got something that's in their mind, right? Yeah. We're talking about boundary. They either have that person that place, that thing mm-hmm. that they are, first of all, probably thinking like, I I have to do, this is no longer right for me, or it's no longer healthy for me. Right. Um, and their wheels are turning about why they deserve to set this boundary. And hopefully over time, they get the courage the courage, yeah. to figure out how, how to set it. So I would just encourage you today, whatever that might be, even if it's a really small one, test it out because that's the other thing about this work. You know, sometimes I do silly, I do really silly things to test out. Like, am I, am I capable of doing something just so I can take on the next big one? You right. know? So honestly, like, thank goodness I took on the lawn lady because I, I needed that trial uh, to take on some bigger ones. Well, And that's what I say about trust is, can I keep a promise to myself
0: first? Because if that says, am I trustworthy? Do I trust myself? Can I keep
1: a promise to myself? Yeah. Okay, so you just perfectly segmented us. Okay, s- good. Segwayed, segwayed us, Yes, yeah. yeah, segmented us. That would be painful. Let's not do that. You segued. <laughs> I knew what uh, you meant. Keep going. It's a little late tonight, but we're having fun. <laughs> it's all good. Um, into reliability. So we went through BR. So are making our way through braving here. Reliability is you do what you say you'll do. Now, she also says, at work, this means staying aware of your competencies. And limitations, so you don't overpromise and are able to deliver on commitments and balance competing priorities. Pause. Don't overpromise.
0: It is the trap of the high achieving woman. Yep. With all of my clients, I'm constantly saying, okay, let's get really clear on your customer. money-making model of your business, the key leverage points where you need to go all in and everything else is kind of an ish because you can only be extraordinary in a small number of things. And the belief that we can be extraordinary in all the things that we try to say yes to is where we get burnout. Yes.
1: Yes. And I think, you know, so you're talking about saying what we can do at work. And making sure that we don't overcommit, because over, then that's
0: when you take work home. That's when you oh, work on yeah. the weekends. Yeah. To me, that's where it all starts. Because we know what we want to do with our personal lives. We don't have to be. We don't have to say, "Oh, you should, you know, be kind to your husband," or "You should be really good to your kids." Where we get into the burnout trap is at work. We don't know how to pick those really important leverage things. And we say yes to all this other stuff. And then we have to bring all that other stuff home with us. And that's when that other work gets done. And that's where we get completely out of whack. Yes. Is my
1: hypothesis. Yes. And I probably every working woman who's listening right now is like, oh, is there anybody who doesn't get their laptop out at night? Like, I don't know. I haven't lived that life in a long time myself. So I think, yes, that is one point over committing at work. The thing I'd like us maybe to step back and yeah. look at a little bit yeah. is just that first line of you do what you'll say, you do what you say you'll do, okay? Because, I yes, her example goes to work. But what I really think about is what are the things I'm saying I'm going to do that I'm not doing like for myself. Well, I, you know, my my thing about that is when I get caught
0: up, yeah. I'm gonna. And we're not getting truly caught up where there's this huge space where you're like, oh, today's the day that I'm gonna care lovingly for myself. You gotta wedge that stuff in and do yes. it on
1: the regular. Yes. Yeah. And whether it's talking about things like I'm gonna make more time for friends or, you know, yeah, I am gonna be a more present mom or, you know, one thing I have said to myself, like I remember, you know, a part of me that I loved before having kids. I loved going on Saturday mornings, especially the first Saturday of the month, because everything at Goodwill is 50% off, <laughs> buying old furniture and like turning it into something new, uh, like painting it. Oh, this is, knobs, this is this is one of those loves that we share. George, really? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's like, I love taking people through
0: uh, my house and they're like, oh my gosh, where'd you did get, get that? that? I'm like, side of the road. Oh
1: my God. I, painted love it. I have yeah. a chandelier that, yeah, I, I found and, and redid and I've taken it from a couple houses like I can't let it go I remember the you know the Idiot. dumpster Did- we pulled. yeah it out. yeah it was like a good find right oh, yeah. and so I say these things all the time about the things I'm gonna do and for me when I went through this I mean the notes to myself are before you can be reliable to anyone else you have to be reliable with yourself yeah and so I challenge anybody to say, before you take on the big conversations at work or in your relationship or even some of the stuff you need to do, maybe you to be more reliable you know, with your kids or yeah. with your friends, Like, how reliable are you to yourself? Yeah. One
0: of the commitments I made, ironically, I'm thinking now I made this commitment when I first started teaching trust um, 10 years ago through the Franklin Covey organization. And one of the commitments I made to be more present with my kids was that I was no longer going to be doing five other things in the kitchen that when they spoke to me and they were little, I would make eye contact and have a real conversation with them and not do that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sounds Guilty. good, honey. Where you're just half listening mm-hmm. and pretend listening. And it was a phenomenal the impact that it had on our relationship. But boy did it take some diligence on my part to keep that commitment to myself. Because yes. I didn't come home and say, kids, I've made a commitment. I will now make eye contact. <laughs> but I made the promise to myself to build in our relationship in that way. And I I had to hold myself to it. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. And the, you know, I'm sitting here as somebody who didn't necessarily know you at this level with little kids. So I see you with your kids who are growing up. And I think that has to be a huge reason that you have the relationship with your kids who were, you know, well on their way to grown up today. Like that's why, like they know you stop and you listen to them and you see them and you make time for them and are present when they talk to you. So yeah. thank goodness you held yourself
0: yeah. yeah, to
1: that standard back then. Man, what a difference that,
0: that it, did. Yeah, sure. and they have shared all of their life with me, sometimes Mm -hmm. more than I wanted to hear, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, now that they're 17 and 21. But yeah, I I made that investment early on. I was just thinking about that. Mm.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Anyway, now you're getting me all teary-eyed thinking about my kids. (laughs) Okay, keep going. I
1: know, it happens so easily. Okay, so went through boundaries, reliability, now we talk about accountability. So this is you own your mistakes, apologize, and make amends.
0: Own your mistakes, apologize, and make amends. It sounds so simple. It does. And you know what? It can be that simple.
1: We overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. What's like, like, let's start to dig into this a little bit. What do you think is the hardest? Is it owning the mistake, apologizing, or making amends? What's the toughest for you? Uh, um, Depends on my mood and how tired I am.
0: (laughs) Do you not just love her? I hope by now you're thinking, yep. I need to sign up for the class. And another thing that you may want to consider if you're looking for this kind of content and to be in a robust community with some other badasses, you can join the Badass Masterclass. All of this is accessible through badasswomenscouncil.community. But Matt at- badass masterclass is a monthly subscription where we have dare to lead discussions as well as talking about the neuroscience of our health we talk about the psychology of sales and influence and how to use our uniqueness as a superpower it's pretty cool stuff you should probably jump over community.
1: and so some of this also depends on what are you in it for you know, mm. what's your why? What's your purpose? What's your context? Yeah. 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 Because, you know, to me, there are situations where lately um, I felt convicted to do some of this work by owning a mistake or apologizing when honestly somebody else probably didn't even expect me to, maybe didn't even need me to. Mm. But this is about living in alignment with who I say I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, who, you know, another Brene line, I'm going to sound like I'm just quoting it all, but that's part of good. the reason I'm here, right? Um, is you are how you lead. And mm-hmm. so if here I am at teaching- At home, at
0: work, your anywhere. life. You're, yeah. lead,
1: you're always leading, yeah. right? And so yeah. here I am teaching leadership development and organization- I mean, I kind of, I got to be doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I can't be saying something and doing another. And if I truly believe that people are capable of operating at a different level, and if I really want to believe that people are capable of doing this work, it's not enough for me to talk about it. I got to show them what it looks like, Yeah. you know, because I had a a situation and I'm not kidding you, two weeks before going to the Brene training, I literally told someone I will never apologize to her. There's nothing you could do to make me apologize to her. There was <laughs> I know that someone, look on your face sometimes yeah. <laughs> and I just gave it then. Like it all came I back. It was work. real. And that's been me my whole life. Like mm-hmm. when I'm done, I am done. And it was someone at worked. I felt like I kept getting this situation where I was supposed to prove who I I was mm-hmm. and I had been killing it in a lot of areas, like in a good way. And not only was that not good enough, but I felt like they couldn't wait for me to mess up. Ooh. And I had one small example where I introduced someone with slightly the wrong title. So instead of calling them a chief something, whatever, um, I called them a vice president of that same function. I know. Right? right? (laughs) So I was all hung up. I'm like, well, that's about her. That ain't about me, you know, Mm -hmm. which, yes, there is a time and place for that, but. I knew that I needed to have a good relationship with this person, you know, before I was kind of thinking, well, if they don't get me, then they don't deserve to get me, you know, or if she doesn't understand me. But I thought, okay, let's see how this changes the game. If I just say, hey, I'm really sorry that happened. That was never my intention. I completely, I own that. I said, said the wrong thing. And I, I knew that's not it. And I know you worked really hard for that that title. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker, whether this means anything or not. But to me, it was tough because it was another female. Mm, it's interesting, as That it? I wish would have cut me a little slack. And guess what? She wasn't going to do it. And so I knew, especially after reading it in black and white, going through this train, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go back. I got to make the apology. So, so- I mean, it's even a part of, you know- AA, Alcoholics
0: Anonymous, mm-hmm. you know, to go back and right your wrongs. There's a healing power and a strength that comes from just being raw and real and honest about, I have made a mistake. I need to go back and, and do something about it.
1: Yeah. And part of me in agreeing to do this work is like being proud that it might not be easy, pretty, um, or the simplest way to go, but I'm choosing to do this work. This is how I'm choosing to live. And I can't just choose it in parts and pieces because then I will never be living at my full potential. And
0: so many are burnt out because they're tired of going into a job and working in a place where they can't be authentic and make mistakes and know that there's a way to get back after making a mistake. People are just so tired of not being able to be human at
1: work. Which is why it's actually essential for us as leaders to model this piece. Absolutely. You know, because if you can go and you can say, hey, I messed this up, I've got to apologize, and you work to reset that, then you're going to prevent people from covering mistakes they make up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to create the opportunity for people to be able to talk about what's gone wrong and what they've learned from it and how they can do better the next time. We've got to model it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next okay, letter? Next one. Okay. Yep. This one is tough. All right. We're at the end of Like the other B. ones haven't been. Okay. Know, do they get tougher as we go? This one is hard because okay. like every everybody's gonna get this because we all do it. It's called Vault. Okay. V-A-U-L-T. You don't share information or experiences that are not yours to share. Mm. I need to know that my confidences are kept and that you're not sharing with me any information about other people that should be confidential of your conversation is talking about other people because I've done this test and I know there's a few people who were in my life that really the only stuff we were talking about was other people's shared information. Like it's a fake way that people make connection. Mm. This vault is a fake way to create connection. You got to watch out for it.
0: I wrote a blog post about this several years ago. You do not connect over bitching and telling other people's stuff. That is not real connection. That's just gossip.
1: That's just gossip. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there will be somebody who this week, like, starts saying something. Well, I saw him at the store with, you know, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be, you know. Or, gosh, why was Ted? This is the third time he's been late to the office this week. You know, like, there will be something where you start... And this is when we say, just stop yourself, girl, mm-hmm. just stop yourself, you know, just stop because it's a hard one to break. Like uh, until you really start thinking, cause we, we think, well, yeah, but if I keep your stuff secret, like you can trust me, but when we tell other people stuff, everyone also thinks, man, if she's talking about so-and-so, there's got to be a time she's talking absolutely, about me. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And didn't we learn in seventh grade that if somebody says, I won't tell anyone that that's a lie?
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> didn't we already learn this in seventh right. grade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. just watch for it. Yeah. Watch for that that's one. That's a good one. All right. Okay. So that's vault. Okay. Integrity. Okay. Another big, like gauzy word, which is why we got to dig into how she defines this. So integrity And I'd say, like, if you're a note taker, like, grab a pen. Even if you're driving, like, stop for a second because this is a great definition. Okay. Integrity. Choosing courage over comfort. It's choosing what's right over what's fun, fast, or easy. And it's practicing your values, not just professing them. Practicing your values, not just professing them. That's big. Yes. And it's choosing what's right over fast fun or easy that's that's kicker for me mm-hmm. that is kicker like we are moving at a, such a fast pace we're on tough deadlines and under big projects and there right. are times i am choosing what is fast and easy mm-hmm. maybe over what's the right thing the right to do thing. yeah,
0: yeah. okay that's a good one
1: yeah. yeah go to the next one all right non judgment <laughs> oh, I know. We do get I harder. Know. I know. Okay, so non judgment. I can ask for what I need, and you can ask for what you need, and we can talk about those things without judgment. Now,
0: you can ask for what you need. We did a um, a couple episodes on relationships with Doctor Vicki Dalton who's, um, was my old therapist, quite frankly. And one of the things that she talked a lot about that women really struggle with, and it's a key to great relationships, whether we're talking about dating, marriage, or friendships is to be able to ask for what you need. And she said most of her high achieving clients, and even some of the younger girls that she was working with, that was a key area that she spent a lot of time teaching people and how to do that. And I started thinking about where did where did we go wrong in that in, in wanting to model something different for my daughter? But I think that one's big, asking
1: for what you need. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that's interesting if you think about it is those of us who have trouble asking for what we need are also the ones who sometimes get annoyed when others do it. Okay. Mm. So I have a good friend who I love. Dearly. Um, and one of the things I've always admired about her, but at the same time it's sometimes been hard for me to like accept is she's pretty good at asking for what she needs. Like I remember the first time you know, we were kind of like talking about what we did over the weekend. She's like, I read two books. I mean, on Saturday, I honestly, like, I didn't get out of bed for like four hours because I just had to finish this book. And I was thinking, no one would ever let me do that. Like, first of all, and I was married at the time. I thought, I can't imagine what would happen if I said, Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna lay in bed all day today and read this book. Like, first of all, who did I think, who Who am I to mm. get to ask to you lay in bed and read all day? You wouldn't even give yourself permission to do it. Yeah. Yeah, let alone, like, who does that? And so I've realized that number one, in order for me to even get to a place of feeling comfortable for what, uh, for asking what I need, I've got to also realize that that other people are going to do it and give them, them the freedom to do it too. Yeah. Like, I'm just not very good on either one. That's interesting. That's interesting. Did you talk about that with her? I have. I have. And you know what's funny? She's like, like it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, I'm a crazy person if I don't have time by myself. Yes, my yeah. husband 100% can handle a Saturday afternoon every once in a while. Like, I deserve that. I've been waiting for that book to come out or – You know, I was teaching all week, a really intense class and, you know, my health and my mental stability relies on me having some down and alone time, Mm -hmm. you know, and what's been great. And this is how I know I'm in a better place. Like I'm growing (laughs) is that, you know who I have a lot of conversations with about what I need? Mm. My kids. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's where I started too. My kids. Just in the same way we talk about this stuff and we talk about as leaders, you have to be able to model this. I'm having these conversations with my kids and I'm saying things like, you know what? Mom really needs an hour to to just rest a little bit. I want to have a little bit of time to listen to one of these podcasts or, you know what? I need a little bit of time in my room to pray. And, you know, even the other day I said, you know what? mom used to love to paint. I'm going to ask that you guys play in the backyard while I'm in the garage because I just want 30 minutes to paint. And what was so funny, my son said, since when do you paint? And I was like, since before you were born. (laughs) I know you haven't haven't seen it. That's That's the point, buddy.
0: You know, that's a perfect example of I'm trying to be all of who I've always been and introduce this back in. And it had been eight years because he just
1: turned eight. Yeah. That's the point, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So I also, one of the reasons that I haven't felt so bad in asking for them sometimes is because, you know, number one, I watched a single mom who still does today work really, really hard and not ask for much. And i Pretty sure she'd tell you today that's not the healthiest, yeah. best way to go yeah. um, because it didn't model for me. Like I'm, I'm having to do this work now so that hopefully my kids, you know, they're my friend who's like, yeah, that's a no brainer. I can ask for that. Yeah, I deserve that. Yeah, I'm worth four hours on a Saturday, you know, of whatever that looks like. I talked about that on another episode
0: about self-care. It, one of the things that really drove home self-care for me was I wanted to model it for my daughter. And to have that level of accountability to ask for that and to just make it a part of how we lived, not something that was special or that I was going to feel guilty about yes. was big and it, yes. it served her really yeah. well. She's good at boundaries,
1: I yes. think, partly because of that. Yes. And something I'd like to point out, and I do totally want to give kudos. You know, I joke with you all the time that like I'm raising two kids with my mother. Like it's crazy. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that <laughs> at some point. <laughs> But That could be its own series. Oh, of course. (laughs) I mean, and it's been a juggle, right? Like I'm co-parenting with my mom. It's interesting. And there was a huge shift that happened for us a few months back. And to be honest, I'm going to have to talk to her about this because I haven't. But she started saying something to me when she would leave. So a lot of times we're passing, right? Like she's coming in my house and I'm hitting the road to travel out of town for work. And so... You know, occasionally we have those times where she'll drop them off maybe after school or something like that. Or maybe she'll pick them up and take them out for ice cream so I can work, you know, for an hour or something like that. And she started doing this thing where before she would leave, she'd say, is there anything you need from me? And I don't think that ever once I've said yes. Now, in my mind, sometimes I've been like oh, uh, yeah, can I have it? You know, like something, <laughs> all kinds of list. things. Right, you got a big bottle of wine in your bag or, yeah, two-week vacation, no. you know, all kinds of things. That, but every time I just thought, no, but thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. And so just as much as we have to become braver about, you know, non-judgment of others when they ask, but braver around asking for what we need, also work on helping other people become braver by asking. It
0: is, you know, I just had this happen today. As a matter of fact, uh, Kate Porter is a an amazing young woman who's interning with with me in the Badass Women's Council brand and doing great stuff with video production and, and marketing and social media. Shout out, Kate. She's amazing. And, you know, she's a junior in college and she's learning and growing as a high achieving female in training. And I you know, I've just taken on her role as an intern. And I said to her one day, there's going to come a week I'm going to forget to pay you (laughs) and you're going to have to tell me. And she said, oh no. And I said, oh yeah, because I'm going to forget. I'm just going to tell you right now, this is a new behavior and it's, you know, I, I don't have this set up as a part of the, you know, accounting system. This is just me remembering to do it. So today she texted me and she was like, her text, I think said, I hate this, but you told me to do it. I don't think I got paid last week. (laughs) And so I immediately texted her back and said, "Yay you!" Oh, right I love that. because she courageously and I know it killed her. Yeah. And she probably thought about it for 3 days before yeah. she finally did it. And sure enough, my forgot to pay yeah. her. And I said, "I'm so proud of you." And she said, "You hold me accountable in a good way." Wow. And I
1: thought, "You know, that's these are the things that we need to teach each other yes. Yes. because we both got a lot out of that." Yeah. And let's go ahead and do everybody a solid because somebody's going to do this and they're going to re- Reach out, and they're asked for what they're going to ask for what they need, and nobody's going to go, yay! I'm so proud of you. I so didn't say yet. <laughs> when this happens, yay yourself. Oh,
0: you know, when you yes.
1: when you find yourself and you ask, even if you don't get it right, like <laughs> be proud of yourself that you ask because the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get doing it, and then the more people will realize, and you'll realize that you deserve it. So just start, start, and yay yourself.
0: Absolutely. And if you need a group yay, reach out, message us. We'll
1: help. We'll yay you. We'll cheer all day long. We will. Yes. We absolutely will. Okay. we got one more. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. So generosity. So extending the most generous interpretation to the intentions, words, and actions of others. I love generosity. We're hardwired for it, right? That's a part of belonging,
0: which is why Brene's talking about it. And it's, I believe that generosity's biggest challenge is that we as a society are buried under busy. I don't think oftentimes it's because we don't want to be generous or we don't think of things in the way that we can give of our time and our energy and our connection and our trust and our boundaries, all of those things. I think it's because we are too busy. And we're just buried under this frenetic pace, and so, so much of our goodness gets
1: lost. Yes, yes. And, you know, this, this was a tough one for me because one of the things she talks about in this principle is the idea that people are doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. And she asked us all in the room, you know, raise your hand if you think that every single person in this world is doing the best they can. And I had one person in particular, let me tell you, that came to mind where I thought there's no way in the world that's his best. There's no way. And we got pretty deep into this conversation around generosity. And I'll leave you with this thought. is that sometimes we can live a happier life just choosing to believe that. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's right, um, but it but it's saying okay, yeah, I am gonna operate that way. Mm-hmm. I am gonna choose to believe you're doing your best because it allows you to show up in a much better way. And in all honesty, it's a lot more of a free way to live. Yeah, um, that's worth giving a chance. And I know we're gonna talk about empathy
0: at some point on another episode. It's how I evoke empathy when I'm really frustrated. So when I have a relationship or a situation where I think, oh my gosh, can that really be their best? I remind myself that there's some pain, there's something in their lives that are creating that situation where that really is their best today. And I've often said, you know, and many people have said this, hurt people tend to hurt others. Mm-hmm. So when I feel hurt by by someone's actions, I can evoke empathy by reminding myself that there's some hurt there, that's causing that in them, and that really is the best
1: they've got that day. Yes, yeah. yes. And you know what? The other part is there are some days I need to be. I need people to believe I'm doing the best oh. I can, because I have failed in some hard ways, and I've made some big mistakes, and I've definitely not ever been consistent as showing up and as my best self in every situation to every person. So there's some days I need people to believe that I'm doing my best too. I love that. That's a great way to
0: end talking about connection. Yeah. We can give each other grace in that way
1: for sure. And I'm excited hopefully people will tell us like what was it like? What did they try? What were some of the braving yes. things they did? How did it work?
0: Yes, send us some messages, give us some some feedback. We'll have uh Instagram's a great way to do that. There's always posts about the various episodes. So comment in in the post uh, about this episode about how it's going for you.
1: And I'm not coming down.
0: Thanks so much. Make it a great day. I'm not coming down I never locked it on the ground I'm not coming down